0: Welcome to the Scale Up Valley podcast, where we bring the best of the best to help you scale your business from one million to one trillion. Today's guest is Karin, the CEO the COO at herekick. Uh, uh, Karin, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a real honor to be in this podcast.
0: Likewise, uh, and you have an amazing story uh, and uh, yeah, which will be a lot of fun. And I'm sure that the audience will take a lot of lessons learned from your experience uh, so far. So let us know more about about yourself and uh, how did you start uh, here, Kik?
1: Yes, thank you so much. So, you know, I was born between two cultures, uh, Switzerland and Colombia. And from a very early age, I learned that there is a lot of misunderstandings between people. So naturally I learned eight language uh, as, wow. as a sequence of that to navigate those misunderstandings, so I thought. And uh, as, as a, I studied music in LA, you know, I left Switzerland to, to even increase like the opportunity to connect and communicate because it's an universal language. So right. it has a lot. I thought at that time that it was something about the ears, <laughs> something about what, how the way we speak and exactly. understand each other. And um, in 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 my early twenties, I I also founded my first company that was in Germany. It was around music, and I still continue to like, wonder how, what makes people tick. You know what makes their emotions mm-hmm. go high and low, etc. Right. And uh, I figured that it wasn't just the languages. It was more about meaning, more about other things. So, you know, I left music um, and went to Singapore um, uh, and switched to psychology because I realized that most confusion within and among people is due to poor translation between our reflective part of our brain, you know, where our limbic system, if you will, where our feelings and emotions reside, and our cognitive part of the brain, where we try to make sense of things and where we have all kinds of ideas and stories and thoughts floating around. And when the discrepancy gets too big between those different parts, we tend to suffer, to struggle mentally Mm -hmm. and even physically. Uh, um, So I saw this play out in my new environment uh, in Singapore. I, I led community at uh, Impact Hub Singapore. It's where lots of entrepreneurs, you know, and, and innovators are. And later, um, when I uh, moved back to Zurich as the managing director of Impact Hub Zurich, I saw this even more, um, you know, in, in this sustainability hotbed for startups. And I, in twenty twenty, I I finished my master's in digital management and transformation, uh, where I explored the opportunities technology offers um, to mental health and uh, to mental health in general, and to anxiety in particular. And this led to the initial idea of EarCake. In the meantime, I had met my co-founder, Heather Day, a serial entrepreneur that had successfully built and exited um, uh, technology startups. He'd been in augmented reality and human sensing for decades. And he was juggling with the same kind of ideas that was even pre-pandemic. We're both runners and we developed our thoughts while we were running on a daily basis and going very broad and going all kinds of directions. But Mm -hmm. we kept coming to the same thing. It was marrying the newest technology that we have to the current mental health challenges. Yeah, and that's basically how we came about um, from the storyline, right? If you ask me about the motivation to really go that step and found a company in the midst of the pandemic uh, because it was founded in 2021 um, around mental health, leave my executive job, and etc. You know, my my co-founder and I, we repeatedly witnessed close relatives, very close relatives and friends and colleagues slip into mental health disorders without anyone noticing. You know, when mental health disorders, That's- they hide in plain sight, and personal lives are tragically, you know, impacted because you only know once it happened. So, we ask ourselves, you know, why doesn't everyone, anyone, notice? How is this possible in, you know, in the twenty-first century? It, we realize that it can hit you, me, and anyone, anytime, you know. Absolutely. And when we dug into the question, it boiled down to one thing: measurement and adaptive intervention. So, mm-hmm. without ob- objective measurement, you know. Uh, monitoring and feedback along uh, a person's journey you know support remains very episodic very reactive and, and in essence not sustainable mm, because you can't you can't manage let alone improve what you can't measure so it's like wanting to keep a healthy weight having thousands of let's say recipes and diets but not having any scale to to know where you're at and where you're going.
0: Not tracking the weight. right?
1: <laughs> Correct. That's where that's where we uh you know that's where we decided we need to do this, you know, whether it's us or someone else that that you know cracks that uh challenge. Uh we need to be on it and we want to be on it. It's exciting right. to be on it. Yeah.
0: And and th- that's the difficult part with the brain yet uh what to track right so it's it's still um an area where there is um, not a lot of knowledge. It's improving a lot, I believe, in the in the last uh, decades. Uh, and we are seeing the emergence of a strong need across the population, as you said, uh, everyone has been suffering or will be suffering from mental health um, issues. And that's when there is the pressure to find out uh, some solutions to, um, to solve those, those issues, right?
1: Absolutely true. You know, the beauty of the thing is that there is treatment out there that works. You know, mm-hmm. there is treatment. There is ways to get better. Um, um what what is needed though is a way to 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 know more granularly what is happening within you and to understand how your environment and you know what your past mm-hmm. your, your every action that you you do your thoughts that all plays into that and having a more a better understanding of what is going on in the moment and over time really makes a huge difference and opens up Huge opportunities, and with today's technology, I would just say five G. You know, uh, you know, the batteries in in devices right. are getting smaller, more powerful. You have sensors. You know, you can even sense brain waves. You can do so many things. Exactly. We have wearables. You know, everyone has a, a phone that is, in in essence, a supercomputer in their pocket. So there must be a way to crack that black box, and that's what it's- we're after.
0: Exactly. And what do you envision in the future? What will be uh, the success of the purpose of Gear Kick in, in the long term?
1: So the vision really is to empower people, organizations, society at large, to seize control, to have an overview of where we're at with our mental health and how it, it interacts with our physical health, we see this, you know, it should be as natural as measuring your blood levels as as measuring right. as counting your steps, basically. So we're all getting very used to wearables, you know, watches and whatnot, we yeah. monitor sleep, we monitor all kinds of things. Um, and this, should, this will be possible for mental health, too. And it will enable people to do something for themselves, it will enable companies to be way closer to the reality of what's happening in their workforce, you know, and then stop bleeding so much productivity, stop bleeding and wasting so much time. And on a regional or even a societal level, um, we will have data and an option to react and influence what's going on, you know, whether it's in the, you know, a good example is what's happening right now um, in Ukraine, Um, is actually influencing a lot of people and we were able to measure in real time how the anxiety in America among young people rose 20 percent you can watch it happen you know and their engagement with our app started to to, you know to to uh, to be more also around 20 percent because of the news because of the happenings in the world and this case can be applied to so many other things be it political you know um uh, movements be it uh, something you know climate uh, anxiety climate change climate crisis uh, or be it the pandemic itself there are so many things that happen on many levels not just the individual that you can start to measure and you can make decisions and interventions that are, that that are based on real data not historical data.
0: Right. So you, you found it, uh, just for the ones who are listening as to give some context, you founded it kick, um, last, uh, year and uh, mm-hmm. you raised, um, a uh, a very large pre-seed round, mm-hmm. uh, 1.1 or 1 million.
1: It was, it's, uh, 1,050,000 to be very, very precise. 1.5.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. Um, yes, we were, Extremely lucky to have a wonderful lead investor, LDV Capital, um, from the very beginning, uh, because we were essentially raising on a vision. It was uh, I I call it pre-slide deck, (laughs) Um, and he he just you know he he was he made such a difference in the way that he has this you know absolute clear vision of the future. He knows, you know, how to put, um, you know, how how to help you with the steps and how to really believe in the talents that we bring to the table of which we have several. Um, and that, that makes a lot of difference.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. was, well, we will get there a, a little bit later on, on the yes. show, but just to understand, of course, there is, um, something that you will share about the product that is already in place uh, and the Absolutely. vision of the products that we'll still have some time to develop and, uh, deploy, but, um, can you give us a little bit more of a sense of uh, how 8 works? Is it an app? Uh, is it on your phone? Yes. So a little bit more specific on how does it work?
1: Absolutely. So at IRK, we're building the world's first data-driven mental health tracker by a multimodal sentiment analysis of psychological and physiological biomarkers. So what it means is we're building a, a technology, a platform that tracks... Any anything around you that is capturable, plus your uh, you know your um, biomarkers, the voice, facial expression, your movement, you know your sleep, your HVR, your whatever is captured. Even you know it could even go to brainwaves if you use earbuds, uh, ear, uh, buds, et etc. Yeah. To make A very granular picture of what is going on inside you and how it interplays with everything going on outside of you. And the current EarKick end user app, if you will, is focused on anxiety and stress. So it tracks your mood, your Anxiety levels, your symptoms, your heart rate, your voice, your visual, your typing patterns, um, you know, your panic attacks, etc., activities, and even your goals, and it correlates them to something that you can act upon, and it learns along you along your journey, whether you you uh, you have a severe anxiety or just a little, or you don't want to be, become anxious whatever you know it just learns along you and it determines a baseline that's you and how you trend towards that that's the current member facing app um and it's it was launched in november and the good thing it's it's completely free like pre free not not no hidden costs great. it doesn't cost anything and the reason being uh we talked to a lot of people and for the people struggling, you know, um, cost is, is is a real issue. They're in the darkest moments maybe of their lives and yeah. they just don't have the means. And we made it completely anonymous, meaning you don't log in, you don't have to register, there is no personal questions asked or anything that, you know, that would reveal who you are, uh, etc. And so it enables people to be really honest and it enables them to really leave Data that is not beautified (laughs) uh, about themselves and have some kind of closed loop, so they can input data or they measure data and they get all the stats and everything, all the intel, uh, played back to them for free, for Mm -hmm. all, for free and and and, and, in 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 completely right. Love the business model. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. Well, right now it's we're not making money with this, but that's also not right now not the point. Um, For us, it's important to build underneath that, build a technology that can, in the moment, um, measure mental health and adapt interventions to what is learned from real data, make actionable suggestions, etc., and give you, you know, give you an insight about your progress, for example, or an insight about your patterns, your triggers, um, how your thinking functions, how you respond to certain um, events, etc. So in, in essence, empowering you um, to know yourself better yourself, but also know how you can change things and see immediate feedback upon your change.
0: Right.
1: And down the road, uh, this platform will um, will, will uh, serve, Anyone who does not have data-driven technology uh, to, to, to build it into their um, device, into their solution, to use it uh, in a company to understand the uh, you know the the overall picture mm-hmm. of the workforce, or to for ex- for example for insurance companies to give it to uh, people who are insured with them as a benefit. For example, there's there's many ways this could go. Uh, But right now, we're very focused on that member facing app, and we're developing it together with people who respond to us. You know, since it's anonymous, it's uh, not every, we don't know about everyone, Um, and to bring it to a level where it really, 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 really can be spread
0: globally. I love it, and this is really important at uh, the pre-seed stage, right, to be focused on on having an amazing sticky product and start, of course, envision some ways of monetizing and uh, having a strong business model uh, behind, but at first really focusing on having a a product that works uh, and that members and users love to use, right, so.
1: Absolutely. The business uh, also, model
0: comes uh, next,
1: right? The business co- that model comes uh, next. And, you know, through our um, previous companies, we learned that you have to have very strong values. And one of our values is um, massive curiosity. So, really want to learn about what's going on and people and how they take and what they need, but also to give forward. So you give before you take. Uh, you know, we, we were also shocked about many apps and and technologies where you have, you don't even know what it gives you. And you already have to disclose your phone number, your email address, and basically almost subscribe to it to to even understand how it works. And that makes a lot of people angry and and for a good reason. And we did not want to play in that category.
0: Love it. That's, that's a great point and a great uh, innovation there. And in terms of ICP, is there any particular uh, segments that you are serving? Or, of course, again, you can have a much, a much larger total addressable markets and, and segments, yes. and you might be focusing first in a specific segment to, to start with.
1: Yes. Right now, our ideal customer persona, if you will, is someone who uh, suffers uh, from anxiety uh, or panic. Uh, disorder and right. wants to wants to have an overview over you know their 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 life. Um, what happens during you know uh, the week? What happens after session if they are in treatment? And so they understand themselves better and can start to take action upon their real data. So that is our ideal customer person for the for the. Basically for the end user app. However, we noticed um, that mainly young people, Gen Z, teens, youth, uh, young adult students, love to use it. For them, it's you know um, it's it's the first touch point with this kind of tool, and it has a huge impact for them and and thus for us because mm-hmm. anxiety has an onset very early in life anxiety stress and you know mood disorders they develop very early so the earlier we can catch them and the earlier we can educate them and help them support them continuously the 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 better and the more we can you know leverage that because young people are our future as you know so Absolutely. anyone who's you know in that situation and open to really take you know the get themselves in the driver's seat, perfect.
0: Love it. Great point. And um, as you said, you have already presented a little bit your the the founding team. What is the split of responsibilities between you and your co-founder?
1: Yeah. So my co-founder Herbert, he is um the CEO. Um, he's a tech guy. He has a massive experience in um building, starting building and scaling companies. He is basically the machine learning oversight. Uh, we have also a, a wonderful uh, person um, uh, doing the machine learning, but he's the one in charge of the tech, of the tech vision, um, and of of where the whole you know sensor, human sensing part is going to. And right. I'm more on the side of the people. I talk to the therapists. I talk to uh, patients. I talk to uh, potential partners, I um, am the people side and the sales side, if you will. Um, I am the one facing media. I'm the one, you know, telling our story. I'm the one doing the communication, etc. And we work very, 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 very closely together because in the beginning, it's all, you know, interwoven. Uh, we make all the decisions together when it comes to hiring or when it comes to um, who who can be our advisor, if we want to work with MIT or ATH or you know whatever right. institution that we do together and we we basically complement each other. Then we have um, another um, four people in our team and we have wonderful advisors that we carefully pick that can help us with different aspects. Of the business and also, you know, share our vision for the future.
0: Right. At the moment, what is the ad count If you are able to disclose. Sure, we're f-
1: completely correctly. It's five and a half people.
0: Got it. <laughs> so, and of course, now with the with around, maybe you will uh, hire more more people until the the seed stage, right?
1: Yes, we will. We will continue hiring, but we're very careful with hiring. Uh, we yeah. learned from the past. <laughs> um, and right. Many things we decided to do on our own before we hire someone who's not perfect, a perfect fit um, in, in, in every level. And yes, we're very lucky to have found Gagan, our current uh, machine learning um, uh, guy. And uh, we're very happy with our um, people in Ukraine. We have uh, people in Ukraine, unfortunately, in a difficult situation right now. Um, And uh, we also have, interestingly enough, a 14-year-old junior uh, product manager who has a five-year-old career with panic attacks. And she joined us when she was 13, uh, at the very beginning, basically, because uh, her, she wanted to turn tables on her panic attack and, 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 you know, do something good for others and help with what she has and is an experience. She's an expert on, on her own condition. Of course. Um, share it. And, and, you know, knowing that the a lot of people who use our app are, are, are you know, young people, um, she can really help with, uh, you know, uh, shaping the product in the right direction and, and also, of course, giving us first uh, firsthand experience, yes.
0: You said that your co-founder is a serial entrepreneur. Uh, yeah. Yourself, are is, um, Karen you are also a very experienced um, entrepreneur and also mm-hmm. very related with uh, with the community. And I think that's mm-hmm. a trend that we are seeing uh, more and more and more. Uh, more experienced entrepreneurs who are doing it for the first time in a VC-backed company, but have been leading companies uh, before that might not be in, um, VC-backed and second- and third-time founders. Uh, And we are seeing also a much better support um, and investors that know a little bit more the pre-seed stage uh, and -hmm. understand that this kind of entrepreneurs need a different kind of support and different conditions related to... And and also want to be bold in their approach, right? So they don't want to raise kind of an 100K, 200K, round and go really small and uh, not have enough uh, runaway to to build something uh, big so my question has kind of two parts right so the the first part is how do you make a decision when you are uh, very well in life with a, with a good uh, in a good position uh, to make a leap of faith of starting up a company And second, how do you see the the new trends of new investors supporting uh, a different kind of entrepreneur? And I would say, to be fair, even the first time entrepreneurs are getting much better support than the ones in the past. And I'm happy to see that.
1: Yeah, me too. (laughs) So, you know, how do you make a decision to to make that uh, leap of faith? both my my co-founder and I have always been intre- entrepreneurs as an entrepreneurial mindset. Uh, I think that, that that needs to be there to some extent. And then really, you know, look look at, at the facts at hand. Um, founding a company um, it, it has many, many more upsides than downsides. Because, you know, in essence, you can work on something that you believe in you're getting money uh, from someone who also believes in you, you know, which not everyone That's can pride great. themselves on. <laughs> and, you know, even though there is, I don't know, 99% of startups fail, whatever, a hundred of them, hundred percent of people learn. And it's about that goal of learning about the whole journey and that you are building something, even if at some point it fails you still built something you know it's nice. it's a huge upside on your cv it's a huge upside in in terms of you know um excitement in your life and purpose in your life i have so many people when i was still at impact up uh, zurich knocking up a door in their 40s You know, crying, going, I have no purpose in my life. I did this wonderful career as a whatever consultant. And so, but I never felt like I was doing what I wanted. So, you know, let's have less of those. Yeah. You can you can start in the early age, you can start middle age, you can start in a later age. There's always a good reason to start. And the downside, okay, maybe you make a fool of yourself, but that's worth it. Maybe you lose a bit of money or you have opportunity costs, go over them. Do the math. And in my case, it was very clear. This is an opportunity. I'm 51 now, right? I, I don't have, you know, twenties, 20 years to 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 build. And this opportunity given to do ear kick um at such an early uh, stage of the idea is a gift. It's it's an opportunity that I might never have again. So I jumped at it. And you know, it it so far I have never regretted it, and I hope I will never regret it. To the other side. Of like it how the investors have changed. So I, you know, I was part of the journey of, of many startups, and I saw a lot. And it has gotten much easier to raise money, and there's much more support. On the other hand, there is also much more noise, and there is much more um, you know, competition. So I think, yes. It, it's easier in terms of knowledge and, and you know finding ways to 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 get uh, uh, to get comrades um, nowadays, mm-hmm. but to cut through the noise and find the right co-founder, find the right investor, right yeah. and and you know tell tell the, the real ones from the ones that are just talking that's that's a challenge and um, I, I encourage everyone who is in that situation to do very very you know a very thorough due diligence um you know that the, that's always a must in any time right. uh, had, it has been a must because in essence you 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 it's 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 stronger than marriage you know if you if you go into a vc back company um you're essentially married to your co-founder for 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 a long time and you're also married to your early investors so pick well you know anyone can do money any anyone can give you money but not any everyone can give you smart money and not everyone can give you have your back as our lead investor does really have your back and you know, stand in your shoes, suffer with you, open many doors. I mean, he stuck his neck out like crazy for us. And I would trust my life to him. So that's that's the kind of investor you're looking for. And they are around, especially the ones who are going early, um, are the ones that really take up a lot of risk. Um, and, and they're almost part of your, you know, your, not your operations,
0: but at least of your strategic team. Absolutely. And and for the ones who are, of course, you have already shared some of the lessons of raising appreciated grounds when you were kind of uh, reflecting on the evolution of the quality of the VCs for this uh, very early stage of companies that we have available. And also that we also have professional and institutional investors now. Investing at this stage in the past, it was much more angels. Nowadays, we can go almost directly into a pre-seed investor. Mm -hmm. Um, Any any other lessons that you'd like to share about uh, raising the pre-seed round uh, in 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 these times? Because the playbook uh, is changing a lot, and yes, that if we listen to someone who has raised the pre-seed round. Two years ago or one year ago it would be very different uh, from the ones who are raising it now
1: yes so i think again it goes back to two things um one is really really doing your homework and and making sure you understand what a vc or an angel uh, stands for and how it's going to help you in the current situation like the precede phase yes. you know later on it's different but In the early phase, it's it's really a deal breaker or a deal maker. Um, So that's important. And on the other side, you need to make sure that you have a very, very clear understanding of how much a relationship matters. So when I talk about relationships, you don't found a company out in the blue, uh, in, in the vacuum. You always have relationships to people. And in our case, we had had a long relationship to many investors, but especially to the one that eventually became our lead investor. So wherever you stand in life, make sure that you have real relationships that you cater to them, that you build up trust, and that you know, once it's a goal, that you know the person, right? That's super important. I have to quickly go and see what's going on here. so in other words, um, you need to forge these uh, relationships and you can't just go like fast, fast and you know, just befriend some kinds of VCs or angels just for the sake of it. That's really gonna fall on your toes. Uh, make sure that you, you go for a few and establish a good relationship. And those people will also know you well and will then open doors that suit you. And it's not the mass, right? It's the quality. And it's how stable that um, tie is between you and a possible investor, a possible angel, a possible colleague, right? And that boils down to the same old thing. You have to be an integral person. You have to know your values. You you need to know who you stand for and what you stand for. And project it it in in a decent way,
0: right? Exactly. Yeah, I, I love it and having a, a really an abundance uh, mindset instead of a scarcity mindset. Of course, yeah. uh, entrepreneurs yes. are in a very um, are feeling a lot of pressure now that we are talking about stress and anxiety. When of course uh, they only have themselves and their careers and the vision of they want to do. Uh, to establish a, a relationship. But at the same time, it is also very rare to have entrepreneurs with that experience and that belief and, and that leap of faith to move forward in, in the direction of the, their ideas. and those investors also not have uh, a lot of entrepreneurs in in those uh, conditions. At the same time, we also want, as you said, to choose the ones who can help us the most getting into the next stage um, of the venture. And that's why what what you said is really important. We need to do the due diligence in, in both sides and mm-hmm. uh, get to know each other and, and, and learn if we really can marry for a very long time. Uh, because as you said, our early investors will stay with us at the cap table for until the end, uh, almost at least, or probably until the end of the, of the journey uh, yeah. of, of the venture. Anything that um, you have in mind in terms of what might be a success or what you need to prove in order to raise a successful seed round, which will, of course, come next?
1: So, yeah, definitely. So the definitely what we are and we will show is traction in terms of, yes, we're building something people want, need, use and the technology you know like uh, we we are developing it and uh we meet and we will show progress there basically you know show that we can we can uh, have efficacy that our solution is really adding tremendous value to different levels of society um and then you know that we can prove we have um hired the right people we have increased uh the value of the team um and that that Uh, that we can show how we tackle the uncertainty, how we tackle the challenges on the way and how we still have a clear vision that we will not let out of our view.
0: (laughs) Right. So in in other words, kind of uh, having a stronger product with a stronger uh, sticky product that users love and are using, um, of course, Ensuring that we have the the right people on on the right seats, but especially those first ten to fifteen people are critical to hire well, as you said uh, before, right? So, teaming product in a certain way and uh, and traction, as you said.
1: Traction, also with partnerships. You know, the uh, we're talking to quite a number of people uh, for you know clinical trials for pilots for collaborations and those, you know, that funnel must, must all also be full.
0: Right. So, and we need to speed up because uh, we would stay here for hours. Uh, and <laughs> I was very curious and, and following up on, on some of the, of the points, but we are getting into the final segments, the quick uh, questions sure. and the quick answers. So if you would have the opportunity to uh, have a coffee with uh, yourself one year ago or a little bit earlier, if you want, what advice would you offer to your younger self?
1: Oh, well, I would say, you know, relax and enjoy (laughs) the ride. And I kept saying this to myself while we were fundraising because... In essence, a good the essence of a good life is to live in the moment, especially when you're in mental health. I mean, that's that's what of you hear everywhere, <laughs> and you need to have a goal and focus. Yes, but it's like you're sliding down these you know water park slides. You know them. You 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 know it's going to end up somewhere, and it, it's no point in worrying about you know what's going to happen. And if you're going to fall off or, you know, it's going to rain or whatever, just enjoy the fact that you are on the way you are sliding, you're seeing things go by, you're learning, you're alive, you know? And, and that's what I would tell myself, don't don't worry about all the things you can't control. Just be happy and thankful for the ones that you can shape and be creative with the challenges, you know, don't don't see obstacles, see opportunities. That's what I would tell myself.
0: Love it. Love <laughs> it. Great one for all the entrepreneurs that worry too much, including myself. What are you the most proud uh, of on your entrepreneurial journey so far?
1: So it's it's tied to the what I said before. We still have time for family and friends. We have time for nature, for leisure, for fun. Um, because we're in mental health. We see this every day that you won't long you won't last uh, if you don't, uh, you it's know, if you, if you don't take yeah. off. Yeah. You should focus on recovery, but the recovery must be very, very effective. Right. So it's, it's like training for a marathon. Uh, it's not a sprint. It's not, you're not going to do this in 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 a few uh, weeks. It's a, it's a, it's a marathon and I'm very happy and very proud that we still, even though it was quite you know, challenging. You're uh, still enjoying our time with family and friends. And the other part of it is we experience how EarCake is helping people, real people, feel less alone, reclaim their lives, and start to believe in their future. We can see anxiety level, as I told you, you know um, life. And we, we get feedback from people around the globe who say, I didn't know this app existed, I didn't know I needed it. And I feel so much more in control of the carts that were dealt to me. Um, And that's real quality of life. And we're at the other end going like, yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm
0: proud of. Worst advice ever received.
1: Oh, yes. You know, maybe that's just for me, but um, I kept hearing, you know, oh but you're too old for this and you should keep your executive job you know and just do the startup thing on the side because you know (laughs) then you kind of have your income and then you can be having fun that's bullshit you know you need focus laser sharp focus you can't you know you can't be half-assed as we say um that thank god i didn't listen to that because I saw it when I, you know, like I quit my job, I, you know, I said goodbye to everything. And it's, it's really needed. You need to think about your company and about the ideas, the future, whatever your mission, vision all day. And when yeah. you have an off time weekend, whatever vacation, you're not supposed to be doing something else. You're supposed to recover and to let your mind wander and, and to, you know, keep, 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 Being curious. And you can't do that when you have a business on the side or have a responsibility for a company on the side. That just doesn't work. It's a horrible advice.
0: (laughs) Right. Great one. Favorite book.
1: Many, 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 many. Um, I I love getting things done by David Allen. I really love everything that Yuval Noah Harari has written. and uh, yes, uh, uh, I love the classic ones too. But those two are the ones that, you know, are my, my first
0: <laughs> favorite movie or series?
1: Um, I I love well researched documentaries, but I have to say that I very seldom watch uh, anything. Uh, I listen more to things yep. uh, to relax my eyes. But a movie that I really like lately because it helps people. Um, of all ages, be introduced to emotional behavior would be Inside Out. It's it's actually for kids. It's a Disney Pixar movie. Um, and it. I just thought it was wonderful. Yeah.
0: Love it. And finally, favorite uh, podcasts, excluding, of course, Skeletal.
1: <laughs> oh, make it in heart. Um, It <laughs> would be you. probably The Knowledge Project um, by Shane Parrish. And uh on you know on more on the mental health um side, it would be the Stigma podcast. It's it's a very you know niche podcast. I love it, uh by Stephen Hayes. He's a VC early, early stage VC for mental health companies and a survivor of many, many struggles.
0: <laughs> love it. I'm curious to learn more about it. That's
1: yeah, it's very I inspiring. Love
0: the, these questions <laughs> at the end. And uh and of course, I would love people to know more about uh, the movement and how uh, that you have started with Here Kick and how they can join and how they can benefit.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Look, the the problem we're tackling, the mental health crisis, the pandemic, is way bigger than than uh, than us right so there it only works together so we have to be collaborative here and i beg you to join the movement to make mental health measurable for everyone so how you can do this either you use the app yourself again it's free or you share it with someone that you see could have great you know could use it and benefit from it please help us spread the word it we're after measuring mental health, we're after going, you know, we we want to really make a difference with this. And if you know of any company that is uh, up to a, a pilot with us, wants to collaborate with us, any institution that is really honestly interested in, in moving the needle, uh, please get in touch. Um, I, Write to me, karen at earkick.com, and please get, have these feedbacks, suggestions, ideas coming my way. Our technology learns with every person joining. And so the more we are, the more we can serve humanity. And the more you put in, the more we can make the world a happier and mentally healthier place.
0: Love the the purpose and and the vision and that's one of the reasons that I uh, do this podcast and this season and why I invited you. I suffer from Ashimoto as a a toll on my mental health and definitely we need more uh, carvings and more ear kicks uh, to help us uh, have a better life Um, and of course now we need to do our part and and join the movement. So Karin, thank you so much for joining us today. It was really a pleasure to host you.
1: It has been an absolute pleasure. I've learned so much from you too in our previous uh, talks and everything. And, you know, I wish there were more of you out there and yeah, let's spread the word.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much. And to our community, we keep bringing you the best of the best to help your scale your business a little bit easier. See you soon and keep scaling.